All right, everybody, welcome back to March is a Start. Ethan Harnick here, joined by special guest Rico Bosco, Barstool Sports, uh, Bosco and one, Barstool Pick'em, ton of stuff, Pick Central. Uh, Rico, I think pretty fair to say, anybody that doesn't know you, uh, everybody either loves you or hates you, pretty much uh, split right down the middle, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, that's, that makes sense. That's usually how it is. I think I, that's I, I, uh, the great, yeah, I guess the great, great characters. Nobody, no, yeah, Francesa, you know, fucking Hulk Hogan. Nobody was down the middle on those guys. So absolutely. Hey, man, I'm, I'm obviously I'm a big fan. Uh, been a big fan of you for a while. Appreciate you having on big time. Uh, obviously, Brad coming out yesterday, really exciting. Um, always the best time of the year. This is my favorite couple weeks of the year, uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Learned a lot about what is going to happen uh, this coming weekend, and also had some questions brought up. Uh, just just right out of the gate, brackets up. When you when you go look at it, uh, which regions are you are you looking at as the toughest regions, and which ones are you looking at like, hey, that team that team got a good draw and got a good lane. I don't know about a good. You said a good lane or just yeah, a, like, good, a good so, right, a good so path. the west. The, yeah, the, the things that jumped out to me were the west was loaded. Yeah, um, I think kind of goes without saying, right? So Kansas obviously has to go out there. Tough break for them. You got Arkansas and Illinois who were top tier teams coming into the season as an eight nine. That's always a problem to navigate. Um, I think people are not talking about St. Mary's enough. They got four guys who scored double digits. If they get to the regional, it would be in Vegas, which is an easier trip for them. I don't think St. Mary's is necessarily um, a master class of travel, and I know Kansas travels well, but. It's always a little bit easier when you're playing closer to home. Um, you got a UConn team who's really, really good, uh, who got a tough, tough break playing Iona on in a bus ride in Albany. Yeah, I um, thought that was really weird. Almost gave really Iona a home game there. It's, I'm pretty sure it's closer to Iona than it is stores. Yeah. I, it's like right there. It's basically splitting hairs. Um, TCU was a, was a team that could probably make a lot of noise as a six. Eddie Lampkin steps away. You don't know what's going on with Dixon in that locker room. Right. Um, I'm kind of staying away from them. I think Gonzaga is very underrated as a three here. Yeah. Um, even though they don't play a lot of defense, I really, really like what they're about. And then the committee obviously gives us hopefully chapter three of Gonzaga UCLA in the uh right. in the sweet 16. Um, uh you think you think Patino's a little bit almost checked out at Iona right now? Is there a chance that that's the case? Like he's it sounds like he's gonna get a power five job. Yeah, he's definitely getting a job. He's not yeah. he's not gonna be checked out, but if anything, I actually think he will be a little bit looser, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because all the pressure is on Hurley, and I love Hurley, but yeah. Hurley's never been to a second weekend in a bad loss last year. He talked about in the – I read a tweet the other day that the losses in the conference semis, not getting to the conference final, like fucked with him. Like meant, I don't want to say fucked with him, but like he carried that loss and he didn't wash it away. He didn't – he like was maybe pushing his guys a little too hard or he had like uh, – it just he just carried it into the first round. He, he played yeah. a little tight, so that that hurt him for sure. So the West, to me, I'm gonna roll the dice. I, I say it a million times, but I think there's a little bit of value in Gonzaga, and it sucks because I love Kansas. Um, Kansas hasn't been shooting the ball really well. Their offense is like 73rd in the past month and a half right. since February. So I don't love what they've been doing lately for us. Um, I, I think it's Gonzaga. I kind of like Gonzaga out of, there. out of there, which a lot of people do. They're yeah. familiar with Vegas. Yeah, I, I would lean right. Gonzaga. And then the other one that really jumps out in terms of like storylines and what to really make of it, I think the East is wide. I think the East is kind of wide open. I, I agree. I have I have K State like seven and a half or plus seven 
50 to make the final four just not not to win the whole thing and i actually kind of like their draw um outside of Izzo and michigan state there but yeah the, the east interesting for sure yeah it's weird so kansas state doesn't do anything spectacular they're kind of a middle of the road team which has in history has not been great to get you out of the first weekend right. um i think there's there's a little too much to be said about duke um the acc is really really weak i mean you got yes. clemson is with Clemson beat NC State three times. Clemson gets left out. NC State's barely in. Pitt is a game off the lead. Pitt has to play in. Yep. Um, Miami's a five. Duke's a five. Virginia's a four. Like, not a lot to love here in this no. conference. The winner of the ACC was the highest seed is a five. Am I am I wrong? That's, oh, that's Virginia not good. got the four. Virginia got the like four. That. But yeah, yeah. Virginia got the four. Tough. The winner of the conference is five. That's like I don't right. I don't like that at all. No. Uh, and I still think Virginia's overseeded because they're not the same team. They no. were, and they can't score. Um, I don't know they won that championship, but that style of play is, is just not going to work. Um, I think Duke's a little overvalued. Memphis, Florida, Atlantic seem like a, a little bit of an, um, a scare to me at Purdue. I know Edie's been really good, but, man, Purdue looked like shit the other day trying to break that yeah, press. That was, that, was, um, that was not good. They almost the lost. One, I, I don't I'm – rooting, I'm rooting for Marquette. I like the kid Kolick. I've talked to him. He's great. Yeah. Um, the team, I think, is weirdly – flying under the radar is Tennessee. Now I could see Tennessee losing to Louisiana in the first round, but uh, regionally or uh, first weekend in Orlando, like, you know, kind of close to home to Duke, not much of an advantage there um, in that second round game. If they, as long as they get through Louisiana, Duke, like I said, Tennessee could have Oral Roberts, like Vanover and A. Smith. Duke has not, Duke doesn't do anything spectacular. They're on a nine game run. And if you look at who they beat and it's Virginia, pit like a week week acc right. type yeah. schedule i knew they beat miami the other day miami center goes down like i don't love duke so if you're looking at a team like hey who who did i cross off but i might be overreacting i think it's tennessee weirdly yeah that that you know that brings you like, i can see fighting. tennessee getting to the elite eight because again shock has only been to one second weekend right that, that brings me to one of my questions that i had for you uh is it sorry yeah, and then is it overvalued how much like coaching matters a little bit March with not guys, not getting as like Rick Barnes. He's had a lot of good teams. these past couple of years at Tennessee. They haven't done anything with it. Shaka smart really hasn't done anything in the tournament since his VCU days. Realistically is, is there something there to like, is it, does it matter? Or do you think we'll get back to like guys like Rick Barnes and them making a little bit more of a run? Well, just look at the ones and twos right now. You know, like yeah. I, I think it's a 50, 50, if you were putting, just putting final fours together in the out of the South. Okay. I think it should be a 70 to 30 or 60, 40, or you could even sell me on a 50, 50 split with Alabama and Arizona. Those guys have not many second weekends. No, uh, not many years, even at the helm as far as coaching. Right. right. Um, in down into the East, uh, painter hasn't been to final fours. Chuck has been a one second weekend. You got Kansas State, he's a first year coach. Houston's obviously he's decorated. Um, Sean Miller's a little bit decorated. Texas on an interim coach, like right. Uh Fuse decorated down low. Uh, Cronin's finally broken through, and Bill Self is decorated. But you got, you know, Danny Hurley a four second weekend. Like Randy Bennett hasn't been to a great amount of second weekends, final fours, like. There's a lot of inexperience here. I think it's just the changing of the guard. Like the coaches used to matter way more. I don't mm. think they matter right now. I never would have picked a guy who's never been to the second weekend to win the championship. And I might still be wrong because 
somehow these guys still kind of pull shit out of their ass. Yeah. Um, but I don't think coaching matters as much anymore. No, that's definitely, definitely possible. Uh, something I noticed yesterday, I mean, we've seen it the past couple of years, do the conference tournaments, do they not matter at all for your seating anymore? Like last year, Texas A&M, you know, they go to the SEC championship. They don't get in. Um, I know Rutgers, they didn't do much in their conference tournament. They only beat Michigan, but I thought after that game, they were for sure in. Duke goes and wins the whole thing. They're still only a five. It, it seems like if you were already in and you win your conference tournament, it, it doesn't mean anything to the committee. It's not, it doesn't really help you. You no. know, like, uh, it, I don't think it helps you. You got, I mean, you look at State Penn. I'm not a friend, like, real huge fan of theirs. Shrewsbury's pretty good. Like, I don't hate the basketball program as much as I hate the football program. But yep. listen, I was stumbled down the road. I know I was got some great wins. I was sitting on an eight line. Um, Maryland, not the most impressive resume sitting on an eight line. Like, um, where are they? The 10 seed. Their, you know, their, their record is not anything crazier than some of these big 10 teams. So they were 10th in the big 10. That's going to hurt you for the whole picture of the year. Um, but they hung right there with Purdue. And I don't think that really helped them. I think the big 10, we saw it with Iowa last year, get screwed yeah. winning the tournament. They were a five, like the, the committee cannot accurately set all this stuff. I actually think we should just play some of the mid majors finals on Sunday. I think we should do a yeah. better job of not really, or playing these early enough or do the bracket at eight o'clock, seven o'clock. I don't think that really matters. Like no. just get it right. But there's, it's, it's splitting hairs. I think for the most part, you got, most of it right you know you look at like yeah. the top eight teams I don't think you they did right by Marquette they moved Marquette above Baylor yeah for the most part they got everybody right but yeah conference tournaments I don't really think they matter especially I mean Duke kind of got screwed too like you win yeah, the ACC absolutely. out of you it's it's tough and they beat Virginia two out of three so it's like I know and, and the one they lost it was pretty controversial you know that foul at the end of the game so right um yeah, kind of. Who who do you think got screwed here? I mean, obviously, just talk about Duke with the seating. Um, I know hearing you talk a little bit earlier, you're a big like Clemson, like beat NC State. Yeah, Clemson got screwed. Absolutely, he beat NC State three times, and Clemson's on the safe line. That's a little tough. I didn't look up what Clemson did head to head with Pitt. Like, if yeah. Clemson had some wins over Pitt, that hurts him as well. Um, Absolutely. for the bubble, but the bubble to me, like, I don't, I don't really worry. Once they get in, you're you you really are splitting hairs of the 64th and 65th or 32nd and 31st at large teams. So I don't think it's worth spending a lot of time on that. I think it's more time spending on who's got a tougher path to the Sweet 16. Where right. are you playing your games? And to that, I'll say San Diego State got kind of screwed. Yeah, playing in Orlando against a Charleston team with 31 wins, um, flying across the country for the first one. I also think Iowa kind of got screwed playing yeah. in Alabama for Auburn. Why is Auburn a nine and they're playing a home state game? That's yeah, I, th I thought that was that was odd right off the bat. I mean, there wasn't, and yeah, that that doesn't make a lot of sense. And obviously, you mentioned Iona earlier too with with UConn. Um, that's a home game for yeah, Iona. Iona and UConn. Now, I I do think Iona the MAC hasn't been great, and this is not a vintage vintage Iona team, right? Um, <clears throat> the names all run together, but they used to have uh, Machado and those guys like uh, <laughs> were scoring 25, 30 a game. I think UConn's going to kind of have their way here, but if I was Hurley, that pressure of finally getting to the second weekend, this mounts too. I got to go play Rick Patino. It's kind of yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Uh, another thing here. So, how much do you when you're when you're looking at your you're obviously a big gambling guy. Um, you like you like to gamble. Uh, that's a lot of what you do at Barstool. How much do you put into travel into your gambling and stuff like this? Like with with some of those schools, really quite literally having to go cross country. Um. For, for some of these matchups, do, do, does, do you take that into account quite a bit? 
I think it's one of those things you shouldn't fact, like just because Charleston's playing in Orlando against San Diego State, you don't make it an automatic. Now, I do think right. Charleston's going to win the game. Um, but I think you should look further down the road. Like that year, UConn was a seven um, and made the improbable run in 2014. That regional was in the garden. So it's just one of those things. Like don't make it your whole piece of the pie, but right. make sure you cut yourself a sliver is the way I would describe it. It's good. What do you what do you got like some of the most intriguing matchups that that we're seeing in the first round and then and then maybe some that we could even see second round or sweet 16. I know what stuck out to me right away is everybody saying Texas A&M uh, got screwed with the seating and I agree with them. I also think that was 100 percent a setup by the committee putting the potential Texas Texas Tech matchup in on the Friday, Saturday, uh, or sorry, Saturday, Sunday of this weekend. Uh, but you see anything like jumping off the page, like, Hey, this one, like a little bit of a storyline. This one's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, the storyline, they know what they're doing in terms yeah. of storylines. Um, I'm trying to, I'm going through what exactly what they have. Um, Providence, Kentucky for sure. Uh, yeah. Providence. Yeah. I was, I was starting in the top. So Texas yeah. A&M, Texas is obviously a storyline of, of that type of rivalry, right? Texas. Yep. Um, Kansas, Illinois, you got self going against his old team. There's a storyline right there. Um, to Gonzaga, UCLA, again, volume right. three, when, you know, like they know that's a dream sweet 16. They kind of know what they're doing in the East. Like it's the garden. The garden is, is of the, all the regionals, you know, no matter who, how great the games are, everyone's going to be talking about New York. Everyone, yep. the media is going to be here. Guys will be here. They, they want to be here. Like it's covered more. And you you throw out names of, and personalities of Shaka, Big East team, one at the Garden, mm-hmm. Izzo, uh, Kentucky, Providence, Cooley in that thing, Duke. Um, Memphis is kind of a name, and Purdue has a great player that they could do features on and go yep. to Good Morning America. Like I think they know what they were doing with the East. Um, regionals in the South as far as storylines, not much. No. Um not much really in terms of like storylines that jump out, but no, nothing crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they know what they're doing every, yeah. like, like Mike Bray used to go against Krzyzewski in the second round Duke and they know what they're doing. If I Duke faltered, I was Sanford Steve was convinced it was going to be Duke Maryland in a, uh, in a first round matchup. I, I even think with the Duke or Roberts thing, they know what they're doing there. I mean, yeah. Roberts is the hot, like the summit league team, uh, been been playing well the past couple of years and all of a sudden they get matched up with Duke and it's like yeah, that that one's gonna blow up 100 percent for sure. Um you you're a big coaching guy. You like you like watching coaches your small schools too. Uh you know you know a lot of the mid mid majors of all those small schools, which one do you think like big chance at a second weekend here? We're looking sweet 16 potential. Uh Char- just looking at who like so I said it again, like Charleston's guards are not big. I, no. I watched them live. I was like, damn, this is as soon as this and I like them. You know, and he yeah. does a lot. Kelsey's a great personality. They're a good rebounding team. Like they're a they had a kid play with an eye patch. Like prove it, prove it, team. Like been Absolutely. been through the mud. Um, and San Diego State does not have big guards, and they want to slow it down. So I think Charleston, if they can get going, that's a complete change of pace game. Mm-hmm. Things match up well for Charleston. I think Furman has a, the best draw in Virginia. It's not necessarily a small school. I think that could be a twelve five. I think Drake has a good run against Kent state. I think they could be wearing white in the second round. Um, and it's not a small school, but whoever wins that play in a Mississippi state pit has a good draw against a, um, Iowa state. And then I like Xavier a lot, but Xavier doesn't play a lot of defense. You can catch Xavier, uh, and make them uncomfortable in a gross, gross type game. 
So I would say Mississippi State's live. Um, and then I know the Pac-12 is – I mean, I'm sorry, the Mountain West is like don't back the Mountain West. I think I think Boise is being slept on. Um, yeah. Northwestern, 109th offensive efficiency. Boise been at that league, like safely in top of that league. Um, yeah. Did they win that conference? No, they uh, – yeah. I think they lost in the semis to San Diego State. I think I think you're right, but they yeah they had they had a couple well, the final. Of, at, yeah, at, either at way, the Mountain West it wasn't really compelling this year no. to me, but uh, I think people might be sleeping on Boise State, and then um, that game's out in Sacramento. I know UCLA is obviously good, but like not too far of a travel from Boise. Right. Give me. I think it's one of those. It's, it's almost like everybody knows something's going to happen. Go the opposite. I'm kind of looking to go the opposite and and ride the Mountain West. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody that doesn't know, uh, what are, what are a couple of things like you look at in March? I know you're, I mean, you dive into do your research, obviously when you're gambling, gamble responsibly, but, uh, what, what are a couple of main, like main looking points you're looking at? I feel like a lot of people don't understand, like when you go on the Ken Palm and you look at the adjusted offensive efficiency, I feel like a lot of people aren't quite understanding what that means. Um, what are, what are things like that, that, that you're looking at deep in when you're handicapping games, like this gives them an edge. Yeah, so it's so efficient. The adjusted and offensive and defensive efficiency is what you do over a hundred possessions, and right. then it's adjusted to competition. Uh, I also look at the raw numbers, and there's different metrics that you know you don't give away the whole farm. But like if you don't do yeah. anything exceptional, if you don't do anything exceptional, you're you you can get bounced early in the in the tournament. Um, yeah. it's, it's a pretty good strategy to go against it. So a team like Miami, Miami's got a horrific defense, but. Like I say it all the time, like Kevin Pitsnagel and those teams at West Virginia, they shot their way to the tournament. Miami's got great guards. They can rely on offense. The the Louisville team in 2013, I don't think had a great offense, but they just locked people up and they nobody could score on them. They took a defensive championship. So it's one of those, if you do a lot of things middle of the road, yep. you're really susceptible for um, an upset. And then you start adding, adding in the travel. Like I think Virginia is a team that doesn't do anything great. Um, and then you add in that, tr- uh, or same with San Diego State. Like, well, they, I'm sorry, San Diego State is elite defensively. Like, Virginia doesn't do anything when you look at the metrics, like no. exceptional. Um, they got a live team in Furman. I worry about them. Worried a little bit about Indiana, weirdly, who's who's was on some people's um, radars for a championship. I think they've faltered. Kent State's pretty live. Um, and then, Duke, you know, like Duke and Kansas State, there's a lot of these teams, if you look really, really deep into the numbers, well, they don't do anything exceptional. So they're just kind of going to be middle of the road. That's not what I I like when I'm picking a champion. So looking at Ken Palm, and there's a bunch of different things. Like with upsets, I think tempo is a big thing. Um, who can dictate the pace? What can you really do? Uh, you limit the three. If a team wants to shoot the threes, can you limit even them shooting it? Like Nate Oates has talked about all the time. He hated playing Iona because Iona not only defends the three well and holds them to a small percentage, mm-hmm. they hold the temps. So when a team's looking to just take more and you don't, right. you aren't able to take them, that's going to be a problem. Like look at the various different things, uh, how a team gets to the free throw line, like Ken Palm. You got to know and understand basketball. You also have to know your eyes. I think it helps watching a team like Miami and be like, man, it doesn't look like they get to the free throw line or wow, that team really struggles on the glass. And then you go look at the rebounding, like just, you got to watch the games. Right. Is, yeah. Is the other thing. So you, you got to understand almost like, like think of it as a coach. Like what does this team do? Well, what do I not do well that if I was scouting reverse, how would they beat my, how would I beat myself? Right. Um, so Ken Palm could be a tool. It's not the be all end all, but you got to know the game. You got to trust your eyeballs. And that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. 
get you out on one more here, Rico. A little, a little bit of fun, more fun one. Uh, you, you seem like you're a big, big traditions guy. You like to do the same thing like year in, year out. March, Thursday, Friday comes around. You snacking on like little, little treats all day sitting there, or like we having a big couple big meals. I, I'm, I'm more of like all day, just like just picking that stuff and eating a little bit. I'll tell you what, we made a mistake. It was 2014 yeah. or 15. Um, I had a buddy come down from Massachusetts. I was living in Philly. We had some guys come. We were in a small apartment. Um, but we had a big sectional and then put some other chairs, beanbags. Like we made it work. My dad always comes down. He made the mistake. This is when I, before I was like full time Barcelona. Yeah. He made the mistake, tragic mistake of uh <laughs> of making chili. Yeah. That that weekend. Yeah. And like pick, just put nine, 10 guys in a room. And then the, the games, if you remember, it was the, the day, it was the Friday. Thursday was pretty good. And Friday yeah. was really bad. Mm-hmm. Or, okay. or the night session was really bad. It was when Baylor lost to Georgia State, I think, or the okay. next year, whatever it was. Yeah. You can look this up. Whatever the year the Jinx came out on HBO. Okay. We, I've never, ever been a guy to turn off the television. Yeah. The games were were bad and yep. there was no compelling action. We were watching the Jinx late just farting on each other, which was always <laughs> a funny story. Um, but yeah, I, I try to do like a three foot hero, a couple of trays, just like have a bunch of people. Um, the trick is make sure you go get the food at like 10 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Because you don't want to be, I've done that. Like it's 12 o'clock, you, you're missing the music, you miss the tip of the game. Like be in your seat comfortably at 11 30. Yep. Eat at 11, eat at 11.30, and then have a bunch of shit to snack on. Order pizzas so you don't have to get up. Tell the guy to come in to the Absolutely. house if you have to. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. You lose track. There's been other times you lose track of stuff. Like, Yeah, my, my, my I think my, it was my girlfriend at the time. She comes in the house. It's like 5 o'clock. I'm like, oh, you're home already? Like, it's early. Why are you home? So I thought it was 2 o'clock. She's like, it's 7 o'clock. Like, time just gets lost in the it's- mix. So be prepared for uh, – it, it's – you got to – yeah, you gotta be a marathon. It's basically like running a marathon. It's it is. It's it's the great. I think it's the best like four days of sports in a row. Um, I love this time of year. Rico, appreciate you big time for coming on. Uh good luck. Good luck the rest of the way out. Anything I mean, you want to plug? Obviously, Barstool got a lot of new merch out and stuff. Yeah, obviously Barstool Sports Park came responsibly, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean it's bam, you know, I, it's fun. This is a three year fruition of riding my guy oats. So hopefully yeah. we can cut down the nets and uh and get it done. Let's let's see it happen. All right, thanks for coming on, Rico.